Hello world, in this episode we're going to walk you past the steps and considerations that you need to keep in mind while deploying any .NET Core application onto an AWS ecosystem. A .NET Core application is the new way Microsoft has allowed you to make cross-platform, cross-OS microservices and web APIs on Linux, Windows, even keeping Docker in concentration. When you think about how to deploy an application, you would first think of where to host it. Amazon provides something called as EC2 nodes, Elastic Compute nodes. This is nothing but a virtual machine which you would acquire. You could get things like A1, T3, T2, M5 instances. Um, I would recommend going with T2 instances, which is the, which is the general compute workload. But if you if your application is memory intensive, go for the M5 options or the M4 options. Um, when you take the EC2 machine, you would typically need a Git or Bitbucket or any other kind of source control where you would put your source code in. After you do your command, which is .NET new of type web API, you would want to put that in a GitHub project. For all my references, I will be referring to AWS or github.com slash AWS dash experiments slash .NET core for AWS. There I've put some sample code on how to get started with Cognito .NET Core and a simple Docker file. A Docker is one way where you can make all your dependencies available in one file without the need of installing each and everything that your application needs. Well, the first thing that an application needs is security so that only the specified users or the target users get to access your application and I was thinking of using Cognito in contrast to the Thing Texture Identity Server. In Thing Texture Identity Server you need to maintain your own user credentials in the sense your own user database you need to manage your certificates. AWS Cognito allows management of certificate in users out of the box they provide a good UI for logging logout register now and also has integration with external authentication providers like Facebook if you want to you can refer to Cognito Docs and look at AWS experiment slash .NET core to see how I have configured Cognito for a simple .NET core application in short what you would do is create a user pool which would give you an app ID and once you get the user pool you have to specify um, a redirect URI. Now a redirect URI I think one issue I ran into incognito was you cannot have a non-HTTPS endpoint unless it is localhost. I think it's a good thing because AWS is ensuring that the customers don't make a stupid decision and remain on HTTPS and uh, 
this is for implicit flow in this experiment I've shown you how to integrate swagger with this authentication provider so when once you click on the play button in Visual Studio you would see swagger with an authorized button you click on authorize it will take you to the cognito user sign-in page uh, to the domain that you had set up in AWS and um, once you would type the username and password that you have set up um, or maybe some user who is registered um, you can click on sign in and you get an access token and that access token will ensure that uh, your calls in the future are authenticated AWS Cognito also supports client credential from for if an API wants to communicate with your API and now the talk regarding HTTPS um, you could get a free HTTPS by registering for Amazon Certificate Manager the ACM and that uh, can be used within AWS within ALB ALB is Amazon Load Balancer where you can pinpoint your uh, IP address to your uh, endpoint within the EC2 machine and uh, you could also get something called as Route 53 in Route 53 you can configure a domain to be connected to the VPC and ALB provides a good abstraction on top of Route 53 this allows you to map your domain to the instance which is running on your EC2 and you can configure both as uh, you, you can configure any of your custom uh, certificates that you acquire or you could choose a certificate from the ACM and you could get it for free now one more thing uh, people do is they set up their endpoints uh, behind something called as AWS gateway API gateway in API gateway you can define uh, you can import a swagger or what you could do is uh, you can define your custom get post and put endpoints and you can either make it point to an to a lambda function or a EC2 endpoint within um, the Amazon machine I think the lambda function allows you to um, write code without actually provisioning a machine which is uh, which some people consider to be simpler now where will you store where will you store files if suppose you were dealing with images s3 is a good choice and the other one is azure blob s3 is extremely cheap um, it's just a few cents for every gigabyte and uh, why would you need a storage like that um, S3 is needed when you want to geo-replicate your files over the cloud and um, for every file you can have sub something called as metadata which is something like email, author, uh, things related to a song or I would typically use uh, Cognito email or client ID which comes from the scope like when in web API you do user dot claims dot find first email find first client ID and you would get this I would add it through an S3 and then when the user would request a file I would actually check against a metadata if the file actually belonged to the specific user or not and uh, 
how do you diagnose what went wrong in your application i would typically use amazon elastic search um, the aws elastic search stack is um, is very uh, you can get a free instance of a free tier uh, so if you sign up for amazon trial you get 760 hours of compute 10 gb elastic search free cognito free dynamo db access um, that is a good starting point which i looked at for kickstarting my project and um, elastic search is one place where you can also have a serilog sync or where your logs you you will write logs in a typical fashion like logger dot log technical logger dot log functional but i found that serilog sync is error prone because i tend to get a method not found exception because of mismatch between elastic versions so i directly use nest libraries there is a, a library over the internet uh, called aws um, elastic search nest and i i had good success with that um, because it was making a rest call um, i i had to implement uh, rabbit mq you could also go with aws queue for uh, queuing but i went with rabbit mq hosted in docker and um, that made i didn't make my port of rabbit mq available over the internet because in docker you can expose only the specific ports that you want to expose and not everything else um for storing for storing the key value pairs i went with dynamo db um i know that mongodb is a better suited option than dynamodb because it's older among mongodb mongodb has support for more languages but uh, i was thinking if i had to use mongodb by myself within the docker file and my in my own instance then i had to do a lot of management like cloud backup cloud restore um upgrading my own thing so i decided to take a managed solution from amazon called dynamodb the querying is not that great uh, because you have to use a different language than link which is amazon's own query thing so i use the dynamodb context where i would use context.save async but in order to query it i had to write my own custom thing and uh, it wasn't as easy as link link but i think i could manage it and um, there are a few things that we need to keep in mind while using dynamodb and that dynamodb they have something called as rcus read capacity unit which is an important con uh, concept to look at because you'll be charged as per the rcus after uh, a certain gigabytes across so i think um, if you take a few gbs um, and the rcu is within a specific limit it's very cheap to have uh, dynamodb um, and uh, if you are using something like um, mongo then you may have to use some um, if you want to have a managed solution you can use something like atlas which is uh, i don't know it's not given by aws but a third party provider called atlas is providing it so some people may have lesser trust on atlas compared to aws but on the internet i've seen a lot of people use it and 
they have no issues. I think Atlas provides up to 5 GB for MongoDB hosted instances, but I, I just decided to stick to DynamoDB um, because I'm not considering to move to any other cloud. If you are making a move to some other cloud, then I think you should strongly consider MongoDB. When you write to Dynamo, um, I think it's um, you can also specify whether it's eventually consistent or strongly consistent. Eventually consistent means um, Dynamo, Dynamo will focus more on availability rather than consistency. And in the strongly consistent mode, if you are having a transactional system, um, then you would go ahead with it. In most cases, I had to import in my project the Amazon.S3 libraries or, um, or the AWS um, has provided something called as uh, Amazon.DynamoDBV2 and uh, there are different versions of samples going online. I use Docker secrets to manage AWS access key and secret key. Um, and um, this I would read from a docker secret file which is available only inside the container but not outside and then I would use Amazon KMS which is the key management system provided by Amazon for the rest of the secrets why did I go with a two-pronged approach for secrets because I feel docker secrets requires some commands to be typed and KMS provides more like an easy to use interface where I can just plug in the key and the value and I could use it in my .NET application. So in KMS, um, well, uh, after reading the Docker secrets file in my .NET application, I just used it to feed the KMS and that filled up the configuration variable, the I options variable, which I think is slightly convoluted, but uh, yeah, if you want to keep things simple, you can keep the entire user secrets JSON in the f in the experiments i have also shown you how to use the aws experiment project i've also shown you how to use the user secrets provided by visual studio out of the box uh, so i think um, you can safely post on public github without um, exposing any secrets i recommend you to go through amazon kms also and um, api gateway or um, could be used uh, in a very safe manner uh, you should not put your secrets out there too um, you can protect certain endpoints from being accessed over the internet by preventing uh, or by blocking a certain path of your application um, I would prefer using docker compose instead of plain old just docker file docker compose can you can have, a, as I had mentioned, for Elasticsearch, I used RabbitMQ, so I ran logging as a separate service. Um, my application is a separate service. And uh, uh, then I could mention which port to be exposed and which port not to be exposed. For example, in RabbitMQ, I did not expose the management port. And uh, inside, and I could easily use look at Kibana to make dashboards visualizations for what kind of traffic was coming in I, I think you can create some incredible systems out of amazon ecosystem 
uh, these are just some of the tools I was I had bumped into and I had used uh, during the course of my development um, there were many more alternatives too but uh, I stuck to the stack and I went ahead so all the best for your application and wish you luck goodbye this is me Karan Bhandari technical lead at Societe Generale worked in various banks through emphasis in Bank of America, ANZ, Westpac as an Android developer. Goodbye, take care.